Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, Mandy here. Or Mandra. You can call me Mandra. That's fine. I have a simple request for you guys. We get so many questions on how you can support the show. And there's really a very, very simple thing that we need you guys to do. Open up this app, open up wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and subscribe if you have the ability, especially those of you who are on iTunes. We're really making a push to get the show more visible. You've seen that we've partnered with a fabulous new network called Westwood One, but we also need the support of our listeners. So if you are a listener, a loyal listener, please subscribe. And if you haven't yet, take a few seconds and leave a five-star review. And even a written review would be the icing on the cake, but at least subscribe, leave us a five-star review and continue to support the show. This is so, so crucial. It is basically how we tell the internet that our podcast is worth promoting and featuring and getting charted. And we deserve to be at the top of the charts, just like any other show out there. We can't do it without your support. So thank you very, very much. Subscribe, like, and review the show. And we thank you so much. clap and, and snap, but I'm, I have no one use, only one use of one of my arms. I don't even know if it's called one use, but a use of one of my arms. Hey, Mandra. Hey, Gimpy. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually not bad. Like I saw so I got the surgery last week because, you know, I, I tore a tendon in my rotator cuff. And so I'm actually not in pain. It's just that it's like feeling like really weak. So I got to I got to go to physical therapy. I wear the sling only at night, but during the day, I'm actually pretty fine. So, Ouch. Well, I hope mm-hmm. that, I mean, this is the last thing you needed, but I'm glad you took care of it. Yeah, because I was just like, mm. it feels like basically what it's been feeling like, but a little bit like, you know, less strong. But I'm glad, to your point, I took care of it because it was either temporarily this or this forever if I didn't take care of it. So I'm glad that I did. My husband was like, Superman was like, I've never seen anybody rush to get surgery so quickly. <laughs> I Sign was me like, up. Because <laughs> I was like, because the thing is when you have like a, um, a rotator cuff or a tear or whatever, you actually have a really hard time sleeping. And I've been having a really hard time sleeping and I'm someone who loves my sleep. So hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a non-negotiable. Yeah, um, I literally yeah. took a match on a match. I took a nap on my Zenden floor this morning, this afternoon, and I'm like, maybe I should get a, a comfy chair in here so I can nap. <laughs> it was nice, y'all. I took a nap in my office. It's great. This is the best. <laughs> I was like, I told my husband, I was like, we need to get the light. The only problem is that my light for the basement is up the stairs, and mm. I'm like, we need to get a remote control light so I can just be like bleep, and then I can just you know sneak under my desk, take a little cat nap. 
it just I'm like, why didn't I work from home before? I used to hate it, but this is great. Tiffany, now, you've been I, holding out on us. Girl, when I tell you, you know I love to work from home. <laughs> With that work from like, home like <laughs> literally I had like a call at like 1.30 and I was making myself a salmon burger at 1.20. Like this is the life. I have plenty yes. of time to eat my burger. <laughs> right? I have no excuse to order lunch anymore because I just go upstairs and I grill a piece of chicken and I'm like kind of cranky about it, but then I feel good about myself afterward. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're so, on the on the mend. But I did want to, so there's been a little like, I don't, I don't know, in the finance community, and I would love to hear your input also to the BA audience. So I'm not going to, I'll keep names out of it because one of the w- young women I know very well. So there's a um, Hispanic young woman. She posted a meme um, and it featured, it wasn't a negative meme, but it featured a black woman. Um, well, well, you know, I'll just use a black woman. It's Issa Rae. And it's like, Issa's like in the new, some new magazine. Anyway, she's jumping. And she's posted memes before um, of like, you know, like, you know, like jumping into your IRA or like, you know, there's a funny one with Meg the Stallion. You know, um, y'all know, uh, so Meg is like looking disgustedly down at the camera. And it's like, the meme says how the whole financial and um, personal finance industry is looking at DR. You know, we just talked about you know, mm. like our, our least favorite financial guru. So anyway, I didn't think anything of it, but I guess a group of Black women who are in the personal finance space, you know, share that they didn't like that she posts Black women in meme. I mean, she doesn't just post Black women. She mostly posts like everybody, but, you know, Blacks, Hispanic. I don't know if I've ever seen white, but either way. And so she actually reached out to me and said, you know, was I wrong for this? And I was like, well, I, I'm not gonna lie I didn't I didn't get it because I'm not gonna lie I posted Cardi B as a meme and remember Mandy remember those two little girls that like had the birthday party it was like a funny meme when one sister blew out the other sister's candle it was like these little two little Hispanic girls right so like I like named one of them like your checking account and the one that blew out the candle like your your checking your savings account and the other one was like your when you know your check engine light so basically just when you're feeling good the girl whose birthday it was your sister blows out and that's that's your your um that's your um your check engine light. So anyway, those little girls were Hispanic. So mm. I because I've posted memes of other races, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't I didn't even get what the issue was. And so one of the young black women that reached out to the Hispanic woman was like, Hey, you know, she tagged me because she knows I you know, I'm I'm close with the young Hispanic woman. She's one of my mentees actually. And so I I, I actually we had a conversation last night and I said, you know, um, you know, I'm not trying to be you know, facetious, but I have used memes with other races and I didn't know that it was like, and not in a negative way, like, you know, never a meme like, this is the rich one, the white woman, this is the poor one, the black woman, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, like when Cardi B came out and she had a picture of her when she was a little girl and it was like, everybody was doing my, like, she looks like a little girl that would tell on people all the time. And it was like, my mama said, and I think I was like, my mama said, you better get to budgeting or something like that. Anyway, so she, the, the the young black woman who reached out to me when we were conversing last night, it was, you know, a pleasant conversation. It wasn't anything um, negative. She sent me a bunch of um, um, articles about digital blackface and then black memes and just a bunch of things to like kind of read articles to read. And, you know, I, I'm still struggling with, I didn't see, I didn't see anything inherently wrong if you're not using it in a way to disparage the the race that you're posting. 
And I'm just curious. And, you know, and I could be wrong. I'm open to, obviously, correction. Because I'll give you another example, too. The, the young woman, the Hispanic woman, had used... So I guess on Clubhouse, she had used Issa Rae's jumping picture as, like, her picture um, temporarily. And so the Black woman was like, she is Black fishing because she used Issa Rae, Issa Rae's picture. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think she's trying to pretend, like, hey, I'm tricking you to think I'm Black because I think... Black people, we know who Issa Rae is. And the Hispanic woman's name is a, it, her, her handle is a Hispanic handle. I don't want to say so everybody goes rushing, but it's, it's, a, it's basically like her handle is like, I am, I am a Spanish woman. Like that's her handle. So it like, yeah. you know, and then the week prior, she had changed her clubhouse picture to my um uh, book cover. So it was my picture. And I shared that with her. Like, you know, I said, I'm not trying to make excuses, but is that wrong if she changes her clubhouse picture to my picture? I'm a black woman and she did so in support of like my book. So, you know, I'm trying to remain open-minded because it's become like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, yeah. And so since then, um, you know, it's like she's apologized. The, my mentee has apologized publicly. I mean, we, we talked about her reaction. To me, I'm not going to lie. To me, I didn't know, I didn't necessarily feel like anything was wrong with using memes of other races, but... I did share that her her reaction and not, you know, um, it, it wasn't a positive reaction, like, you know, like how to navigate and negotiate when someone tells you how they feel instead of antagonizing them with like posting additional like posts to antagonize them to listen, even if you decide to continue the behavior. So to me, that's where she they, their misstep was made because her reaction to them reaching out to her, that wasn't ideal. And I shared that with her. So I can share that candidly here. So that part Mm -hmm. I understood. But yeah, so what do you think, Mandy? Like, do you think digital, I guess, digital blackface or the memification of black women? How? Like, yeah, I know you probably never had to think about that before. But what do you think? No, I have. I have had to. I have been thinking about it. And I think we saw a lot of um, the, the, the thing with the memification of black people is especially for me over the election cycle, that is, if you ever were, you know, if you ever were a masochist like me and decided to go check on your conservative family and friends Facebook pages just because you just wanted something to be outraged about, you would see a lot of really terrible memes, Mm. um, especially after Kamala Harris was named uh, Biden's VP choice. Um, I remember one of my relatives back in Georgia who, you know, it's been a, it's been a very uh, long year with that family. Uh, but yeah, they had posted a meme of, of Kamala with the fly from Mike Pence's head from that one debate coming out of her mm. vagina. Mm. And the idea was making fun of a black woman and her sexuality and saying that she's dirty. And so I have been ultra sensitive to, okay. to the memification of black women in media because I, because of that. And it's not just Kamala, Stacey Abrams. Oh my God. The, some of the things that they have, like that they pass around on the internet with um, AOC, Stacey Abrams, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, Ilan Omar, you know, these, these, uh, these women of color in politics who have gained, gained a, a big platform over the past, you know, in the wake of the, of Trump's election. It's, it's really, da- I mean, that is, it's problematic AF. It definitely mm. is. And, and so this definitely, so it's something I, I didn't realize it was happening or that I did kind of hear about this situation because I follow the same people you do probably. But that's where I'm coming from. I, I've been really okay. sensitive to that. And like one of my friends, uh, what was it? There was, uh, it was, um, there was something that was sent around. 
after, oh, what was it? Um, it was some, oh, damn it. I'm going to think of it later. And then it will be, it's like the perfect example. There was something in the news and then someone created a meme out of it. And I was like, look, it's too soon for a meme about this. Like, I don't want to, it was the Capitol riot. Thank you. It was the, thank you, brain. You gave it to me. The Capitol riot. <laughs> People were already trying to memeify it. And, you know, that guy carrying the podium out and saying like, oh, this guy, you know, is your addiction to online shopping and the podium is your savings mm. account. Kind of like, and and that's just, that's a fake example I just made up. But for me, I was like, listen, too soon. Attack on our nation's democracy. Yeah. Too soon. By white supremacists, too soon. Um, but in this case, in this case, yeah. So um, a Hispanic woman um, with, yes. a, with a, yes, Hispanic woman using a pop culture figure like Issa Rae as her profile photo. I think it's like you said, it's all about the intention behind it. And yeah. my my thing is, I think as black and brown people, we have to support one another. And I think that there's a lot of, there is a lot of education on both sides that's necessary. I don't pretend to know everything that I need to know about, you know, cultures that are different than mine, but we should all be more sensitive to that. Um, mm. and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if this meant that someone was attacked or tried to be quote unquote canceled on social for mm -hmm. something that they did that was offensive to others. I hope that it started a conversation. And I think it's, it's good that, you know, you talk to your mentee too, because you can mm -hmm. come at it from, cause I know you have empathy for, for yes, the woman who, who made the post and. But at the same know. time, you know, I was open to like the young woman that, you know, reached out because I. You know, one, she was a, you know, um, the young woman that reached out, she herself is a black, young black woman and she's in personal finance. And she was like, oh my God, you know, but Jesus, you know, I love what you're doing. And I just wanted to, you know, bring this to your attention. And I, I had kind of seen it, but I didn't really know like oh, what was happening. So we were like, kind of like messaging back and forth. Instagram has this like feature where you can like, it, it's, it was nice to hear her voice versus just like writing because, you know, sometimes, you know, you write something and it can, it can leave mm -hmm. a lot. You know, so mm -hmm. we were kind of like voice messaging back and forth and she was, you know, more than more than amiable, pleasant. You know, it wasn't it wasn't contentious at all. She just shared. So, I, you know, I told her, I said, I'm going to be honest that, you know, I, I don't do it a lot, but, you know, I've used memes of people who were different races before. So I, I want to get clear on what, you know, like, you know, my initial reaction was like, what was wrong, you know? And so she was like, you know, so she sent me some articles to read, which I did. And I said, I understand. I said, most of the articles were about digital blackface. And I said, well, I don't, you know, her her picture is, is her picture of, um, she, I think she's Dominican. Um, and, but anyway, she's, you know, like a, um, a light-skinned Hispanic woman, you know? So, and she's a guest, but she used, you know, Issa's Ray, Issa Ray on her clubhouse. And I said, yes, as a, as a fun pick, because I, I don't think that she was pretending to be Issa Ray. Because we all know who Issa Rae is. It wasn't a random black girl. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I said, and then I did share. I was like, you know, she had, my, before that, she had my picture up, you know? And honestly, I had a whole room full of people who shared my picture. Although although I, I suspect most of them were black women, because that's my core audience. So, and I said, and then I shared some memes that I had, that I'd sent. And I was like, would, you know, is, is this in the same line? And um, because I've done that and I'm not... I did, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking to offend anyone, but I'm also not looking to be, you know, um, I just want to make sure that, because to your point, Mandy, if someone says a thing like, hey, this is something that's offensive to me, you should listen. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that part was definitely missing, the like, you know, the listening component. But at the same time, I guess I'm also like, I guess at the heart of it all, and they're actually having a, a clubhouse about it. 
um, you know, by the time you guys listen, I think the clubhouse will be over. But they're having a clubhouse about it conversation. So I'm going to see if I can make it. I don't know if I'll be able to, because I really do want to understand. I understand about the memes that are meant to be used to um, disparage communities. But I'm like, yikes. Like, for example, I used, you know, Future. Are you familiar with Future? He used to be like, used to be with Sierra. like Sierra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you know, like Future's like claim to fame kind of is that he's kind of like an F boy, you know, like, you know, like, not the greatest boyfriend, you know, just a, a a player, basically, right? So there's this meme that everybody uses that Future is, like, so toxic and that he's always texting some random foolishness. So so there's this meme that I use where Future, and you guys can take a look on my page and kind of let me know what you think, because I am open, where Future is, like, texting, and it says, the budgetista was on Clubhouse talking about her book, Get Good With Money, and I realized I need to get good with you. I'm going to pre-order it for you so you can see what I mean. But that is very future. Like something will happen and it's like, like let's just say it's raining. You know, it was raining outside and it made me realize, you know, um, I miss sitting in the rain with you. Like that kind of thing. Like, you know, those guys who text you 10 years later, what you doing or how are you? So mm-hmm. I use that meme and I'm like, I mean, it doesn't paint future in the best light. So I'm really just trying to learn, honestly. So I would love, honestly, BA like feedback, mm-hmm. but... Because like I said, I don't rarely, most of my pictures on my IG feed are me, but there's the off chance that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a celebrity and very rarely do I post, you know, a a woman that's not me, but, um, or a woman of a, of a different race because my audience is largely black women. But honestly, if you were to go to my literature Academy page, we have posts of all different races of women. And I'm just like, I guess I'm trying to wrap my mind around when is it okay to post other women because literature Academy there's a wider variety of women that that join the my online school and the budget nista not that we turn anyone away but my core audience is black women so with the academy you see different faces way more than you would on the budget nista and if you go to literature academy the, the instagram you will see there's a white woman like someone's tiktok there's an asian woman and a spanish woman it, they're not memes per se um but like i just said i guess i'm just having a hard time like wrapping no, I my get mind it. Yeah, we all use memes, and that is why I'm so afraid of say, doing the wrong thing on on uh, on social, and why I'm not as quick to to get in the back and forth of being witty on social media because I feel like eventually you are going to to trip up and slip up and offend somebody. Not that I and and it just feels like I think that there is should be room for human error on the internet. Unfortunately, the culture we're in now, um, I actually agree that it's a little too it's not I don't want to use the word that conservatives use to to, to whenever they talk about cancel culture and stuff, because it's not that people are too sensitive. It's just that there's not enough listening. There's not honestly, there's not a um, there's not space for that. It's not like any no one really ever says, okay, this was an interesting debate. Let's have a larger discussion. So I kind of love that you you said that they're doing a clubhouse on digital blackface i might try and check that out too but -hmm. for me it's like i don't i i do think when you're sharing memes think about what your meme is saying because i think what i've seen on social media is is political um conservatives you know often white people when they share memes to be entertaining or get laughs it it can be a black person often. It's mm. like, you know, the memes of the girls from Real Housewives or mm. from a Bad Girls Club. And like, I don't know, those images, it's like, why are you choosing this to represent your mm. mood? And I feel like whenever someone needs to like use a gift to express that they're frustrated or they're pissed, it's like a mad or sassy black woman, mm. um, you know? And I can see like, that. I was just, 
and I, this is, I was, I was trying to, uh, I actually got my vaccine appointment. I'm so excited. The reason I'm <laughs> eligible for a vaccine appointment is because in New York, if you're overweight, that's a comorbidity. And I have never been happier to be fat, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I will claim the pounds. No more lying. No more giving myself a 30 pound, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever's on my license. <laughs> that ain't true. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, yes, I am fat. Um, I am overweight. Uh-huh. Anyway, so what, but anyway, I was trying, I was joking about that with my family because of course they were like, how did you get eligible? Um, so I was trying to choose a gift to show that I was chubby. I ended up going with Winnie the Pooh. There's a really cute gif of him like, you know, poking his tummy in the in the mirror. But there was like three pictures of big black women before that. And I did mm. look at it and I was like, nah, why is this funny? Why, you know, but to your point about not, you know, not wanting to intentionally proliferate stereotypes, like a black man being um, a player or not yeah. being, um, you know, a player or having a bunch of, um, I don't know what future, I don't know what his deal is. I'm, all, all I know is, you know, Sierra has something to do with that. Um, are they still <laughs> together? I don't think so. No, 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 um, no. She's married now. But I see what you mean that, like, what's what I mean? the intention behind it and seeing, like, you're right, future, the intention for me posting future was to reiterate what we know about him, which is, you know, well, not what we know, what we think we know about him, which is he's a player. And so let's lean into it. He, he, ha, ha. But I'm like, you're right. Is that fair to future? You know? No. Yeah. You know, I don't know him, honestly. He could be an amazing father, boyfriend, whatever. Yes. Okay. Because I was trying to wrap my mind around like, wait, what? We're not allowed to use memes if you're not in it. But it's bigger than that. It's the intention. And because I'll, I'll give you an example. That like my eyes are like okay, so there was this um you know we all know Joanne the scammer you remember um that mm-hmm. guy his name was like Brandon or whatever so one day look at me one day so <laughs> once in an email we sent out like um I don't know it was one of our weekly goodie emails and we had sent out to say I forget what the purpose of the email was but we use a Joanne the scammer gif like hurry up before it's all gone or whatever the gif was sharing and so a woman wrote me back was like wow I'm really disappointed in you Tiffany. And using this, this you know, Joanne the scammer, she's like, I know on its surface it's he, he, ha, ha, funny. But when you really look at what this, like what he's perpetrating as it relates to women, especially black women, especially women of color, um, it's negative. Like that it's like, you know, this is how we are, that we're scam artists, that we all want, we all uh, subscribe and want to be wealthy white women. And so she sent me some articles to read and I did. And I thought, you know what? She's right. So I stopped using, like, that was the first time I ever sent out that gift or used it. And that was the last time. So mm-hmm. I can, you know, so that's why I said I wanted to come with an open mind of like, because, you know, my initial reaction was like, are we not allowed to use gifts? Like, oh, I always use gifts. Wait, 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 wait. You know, like what, what's allowed? And are, you know, and is this overreaching? Is it not? But I can see from that perspective how, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you see things so so constantly, like Nini. They've got this terrible gift of her. Like if you go to um Instagram, with the big teeth. Oh, what is it's that? Really bad. I know it's really yeah. bad. What yeah. Yeah. When that? I see that one, I always cringe. Like, eh, yeah. why do they have Nini with the big teeth? Like that's really it's it's like a sambo, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I th- that's yeah, where so, it comes I mean, into play. It's like, are you, what are, what image are you trying like, okay, this person posting a picture of Issa Rae cause she's a fan of hers or whatever. I feel like some digital blackface is, oh, I'm trying to pretend like I'm a black person. Yes. Like I'm trying to catfish, what do they call it? Blackfish. Um, yes. that is obviously bad on its face, but, um, yeah, I, I, 
if I wanted to, like, I am such a fan of America Ferreira. I just have loved her ever since um, forever. Real women have curves. Ugly Betty. I stand for her. I'm like, hell yeah, I put my picture as America just to, like, if I was celebrating her. But, um, yeah, I think it's the intent behind it. It doesn't sound like this particular person tried to, you know, was doing it to to demean Issa or to yeah. try to pretend like she was Issa. If anything, she probably thought this is like, oh, I'm showing that I'm down. Like, I, yeah. I support black black creatives and all that. I feel like if we're going to expect people to be allies and we're going to give them like we've all been saying this year, we need allies. We need people who don't look like us to champion us. So that means we should, you know, white people, non-black people are going to be championing black, their, their black colleagues or their black, you know, entertainers and artists and all that. So there will be slip ups along the way, but I don't want to stop the progress. You know, I wouldn't want to make her feel like she could never try to amplify a black voice or a black cause. Mm -hmm. Um, because of what happened this time, so. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, but we'd be really curious. We'd love to hear from you guys, like, what you think. Um, because it's a it's a slippery slope. At first, seems, like, so benign. But then you're like, wait, as I dig deeper, is it really mm-hmm. benign? Um, so, I, you know, honestly, I'd love your feedback. Love to love to know what you think. I'm always open to learning. Like, when that young Black woman shared me articles and stuff, I was like, oh. Oh. And just hearing from you, Mandy, I'm like, oh. Okay. I will say this, yeah. that I'm proud of my mentee because I know she, it was not easy. She sent, she posted like a really heartfelt um, apology because we spoke, we spoke at length, you know, and I just was sharing with her where I thought she made some missteps. At the time, I, I didn't really focus so much on the memes and more so on the reaction and, and how when, when someone says something, shares something with you about, you know, like reacting, like what that reaction looks like and should look like. Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's definitely times people have come for me. I would say nine times out of 10, I'm pretty good at not reacting negatively. Every once in a while, somebody catches me and I snap. But that doesn't happen often. And I told her, you know, I've misstepped, um, you know, but, you know, ideally you're wanting that. Quite honestly, if someone comes at you nasty, um, you have the right to not respond at all or to block them. Like if someone comes at me, like, you know, the young black woman who hit me up, she wasn't nasty. So I wasn't nasty. We had a great conversation. But mm-hmm. if if she would have come at me really, really nasty, um, I have the, the the option of ignoring her or just blocking her, which I've done before to people who instead of, you know, coming to me and, and sharing whatever they're thinking, you know, can basically have come yelling or barking at me. And I'm like, well, there's no space for that. And I just block and I leave it alone. I don't, I don't give any space or energy to that. So... Yeah, yeah, so I guess we'll see how this all plays out. But um, yeah, it was just very interesting. I was like, I wonder what Mandra thinks. Well, thank you for caring. What I th- little old me, <laughs> you big time girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what else is happening? Stimulus checks, stimmies are coming. Stimmy, stimmies. I was really bummed. Did you hear that the fifteen dollar minimum wage is going to have to get cut from let the policy, the the big bill that they're trying to pass through. Uh. <sighs> Honestly, so you oh, did you know? I'm so I'm going to the White House virtually. I don't know if you. Oh know. yes, I yes, I saw <laughs> that. Um, you and uh, yeah, a I bunch of other amazing that. folks. So That's yeah, so dope. they um, the White House reached out. Um, oh, big deal. <laughs> were they like um, we're looking for a Tiffany the budgetista, the author of Get Good with Money dot, which you can find at getgoodwithmoney.com? Um. <laughs> I bet you they won't let me say that. Like, hello. Um, so she basically had to submit like something like what my questions are. And um, so I do think, what is she asking? So they just like sent me like an email back. I'm like, please don't tell me that I'm not doing it. Either way. Um, so so basically, what, what is it? So what does it mean when the White House contacts you to ask questions about 
the economic relief package that they're working on? What What is it? Yeah, they just basically, it was not as specific as you would think. They just reached out and said, hey, Tiffany, you know, um, we, we love what you're doing. She's reaching out from the White House um, Office of Digital Strategy. She's working out with the on on the, the engagement team. Anyway, they want to identify and collaborate with collaborate with value content creators across social platforms. And they're basically wanting to invite me to a Zoom curated specifically for content creators like myself um, and senior officials on the National Economic Council. So they want me to ask questions of the National Economic Council. And so what I did was I did like a social media post asking folks like, hey, you know, what questions would you like me to ask? Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I submitted some in and basically I'm like, she just gave me some feedback. So I'm going to have to like read some of the feedback that she sent me. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be taping it. And then I think I'll be able to share the the video, like, you know, with the audience later. But yeah, so I, you know, the woman who reached out, I mean, judging by her name, um, it looks like a black name. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she did say like that she was a huge fan. I'm like, okay, Dreamcatcher, you know, my ladies be black for the most part. Um, although, mm. you know, we don't turn nobody away. We have lots of other ladies. So, yeah. So, it was just exciting that, you know, that she reached out. I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. So, she is, you know, she she works with partnerships and she's a partnerships manager at the White House Office of, of Digital Strategy. So, it's just exciting to like, you know, basically, what do y'all want to know from this administration about like kind of like what's happening? And, mm. um, you know, like financially, I'm sure they're going to do other types of like um, collaborations with different like subject matters. And so what it seems like, honestly, because there's a bunch of people that I saw post about it in the financial space and it was like all women, unless the men just have not posted. So mm. I'm curious to see like, you know, what kind of comes of this. So yeah, I just thought like, look well, at that. My mother was like, the White House? Oh my goodness. <laughs> the biggest thing you've ever done. I'm like, I'm not actually going to the White House. I'm not meeting Kamala, mommy. She's like, still, this is what she said because only mamas. Mandy, I hope you become this type of mama. That just be like, girl, give me all the deets so I can brag on you, Rio. Yes. Right? So she was like, send me something. Send forward something to me. Because basically, she's like, With the like, White House I need- seal on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she wants some proof to like, to start on my aunties. So sorry, yeah, aunties. She's the one who wants you to like grab a matchbook, a matchbook <laughs> or like a pen. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, mommy, it's going to be digital. She's like, yeah, but still, I don't, a screenshot. So some, something about the invitation so I could, I could share with my friends. Yeah. I'm like, okay, mommy. Ah, oh, that's so. I mean, good on them for if you're on their list of people to 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 be counseling the economic council. Um, then that is a sign that we are heading in the right direction, y'all. I've been reading. I'm not going to go too far into it, but I have. If y'all actually read the articles on what's happening with the stimulus package, it is not. It, you know that whole the fifteen dollar minimum wage that that we were we. I'm not. You know whatever progressives were hoping would be in the package had had has to be dropped in order to pass the Senate. So it's passed the House and now and the reason it has to be dropped is just it's literally like the monotony of passing policy in this country and like the little niggling rules that can stop things from happening. And and the way that they're trying to pass this bill, if I'm understanding correctly, they need a certain number of votes in order to do it. And because we don't have that big of a majority, in fact, in the Senate, we it's, just, it's a dead tie with Kamala being the tie-breaking vote. Um, it's not enough to get the number of votes that we, they need. They actually need more than that simple majority to get it. So mm. that's why we can't, we just can't be complacent, y'all, even with having, even having the House and taking back the White House. And we had that razor thin 
edge in the Senate, it's it's still um, not enough for some policies to to be passed through. So, you know, just, you know, vote, <laughs> vote, 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 please vote yes. and uh, pay attention to that. Yeah, because it's just uh, there's just so many. Honestly, like I have to say, like most of the questions that people ask revolved around the, the fifteen dollar like minimum wage. So mm-hmm. many questions about student loans. Oh, my gosh. I would say a good. 40% mm. that people like messaged me were about student loans. And then there's a lot of worry about, okay, so we have all this more, what is it, moratoriums about like deferred mortgages and deferred payments. And so what happens when those expire? So a lot of people are like, so I still don't have any money. So what we fit to do then? Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's just a lot of worry and understandably so. Yeah. Well, when is this, uh, this meeting? Um, so it's going to be... Um, Wednesday in the afternoon. So I don't believe it's like some live thing. I'm assuming it's video. And then they'll, I think they're going to be giving me a clip to share. Okay, dope. Well, if you guys, you're hearing this Wednesday morning, if you're up <laughs> bright and early with us, 5 a.m. Central or Eastern Senior Times when the show goes live on Wednesdays, uh, tweet Tiffany or hit her up on, yeah. uh, on Insta <laughs> or drop us a note at Brown Ambition Podcast on Insta. And, um, you know, if we don't get to squeeze it into Tiffany, can you just, no, don't be plugging stuff on your, no, you're right, you're right. They'll kick you out. You will get the boot real quick. Well, You'll be a meme. Like, so I think <laughs> yeah, if you listen to Brown Ambition, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. That's, that is pretty cool. Well, speaking of hitting us up for questions, why don't we take a quick break and we will be right back with y'all's questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, guys, we are back with your questions. Please, please hit us up with your questions. Go to brownambitionpodcast.com and ask us anything. Or you can also hit us up directly on Instagram at brownambitionpodcast. I do check those all the time. And um, I often answer. So hit us up on IG if you have any questions. Actually, let me go to IG right now for our first question. This comes from Caitlin. Caitlin says, hey, Brown Ambition, I love the podcast. You've taught me so much. I have what feels like a very simple and actually a privileged question for you. I'm very lucky and have a relative who set up a brokerage Roth IRA for me. Can I still set up my own Roth? They contribute the money to the brokerage IRA, but I don't know if that would prevent me from opening my own. Thanks for helping me get my retirement game on. 
Now, I followed up with her because when she asked, you know, this this almost sounded like, are you young and someone's opened a custodial IRA That's for what you? I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a custodial IRA, which I opened for my, my son recently, is basically it's an IRA that I manage that he's the beneficiary of. He'll he'll get control of it when he's, I forget if it's 18 or 21 in New York, but when he's um, of age, then he can have access to it. But um, anyway, so I followed up and asked her and she said, okay, I am 34, two kids, a husband, mortgage, student loans, and the account actually isn't a custodial IRA. I'm in full control of it, but I don't touch it because this relative continues to contribute the max each year. First of all, can you adopt me um, Mm. into this family with relatives who max out your IRA every year? Because that seems like a pretty sweet deal. So basically, she's got this IRA that someone's contributing to, which is dope, but she would like to, and the reason that she's asking about the, the limit up to um, every year, there's a new sort of limit set on how much you can put into a Roth IRA. And for 2021, it's $6,000, I believe. So once you've hit 6000 you can't contribute to that Roth IRA anymore. So she wants to know, can I do my own? And then I can have up to $12,000 annually. The answer is no. I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure you can do that. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Especially if it's in your name already. I don't know yeah. how. This is the thing, though. And this is a good question that I've come that actually led me from this is how do they know? You know, I was surprised. I finally had maxed out my 401k through my employer for the past couple of years. And I was trying to do the math toward the end of the year, like to be sure I didn't put too much because I was worried, and even my magical financial planner, Helen, couldn't really tell me, how do they know if you've exceeded? And then if you do put more than you're allowed to, what happens then? Do you have to like, how does that work? Um, And I I realized with my 401k, they have an automatic, they just stop you. Like if you get to the max, they won't take your money. They'll just, you know, they'll take less than what you automatically have contributed from your 401k. But with an IRA, yeah, I wonder... How did they know? Maybe when you submit your taxes, you have to put all that in there. Um, but yeah, you're only allowed one IRA and, um, you know, this relative's maxing out yours. If you wanted to have an additional IRA, you said you were married and you have a spouse. So I would say, you know, maybe have one in their name that you could open and then contribute to mm-hmm. would be the the next step or, you know, take your extra coins and throw them into a, a traditional IRA. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, mm, like for example, you can have a Roth IRA, but there's a, a maximum that you can contribute to retirement. And you could potentially have multiple accounts, but you still can't exceed the max. Like, you can't exceed, like, if it's $6,000, that's what it is this year. And usually it goes up, like, every two years, like $500 or something or so every two years. You, you can't exceed whatever the max is. I, I remember, like... I don't know how they know. Like, for example, I was contributing accidentally to a SEP, but I was no longer self-employed. But I still thought of myself as self-employed. It's like, no, girl, you work for your company now. And so I was mistakenly contributing to a SEP. So I had to like, it was just a whole like tax kerfluffle that had to be fixed. But I thought to myself, how do they even know? But they knew. They so, knew. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they know, but they be knowing. So, yeah, they be knowing. They be they knowing. Be knowing. Um, yeah, so I would say, you know, open your own brokerage account. And I mean, again, can y'all adopt me? Because that would be <laughs> That is really nice. awesome. Yeah, of your relative. Very much so. All right. Well, thank you very much for your question. Hopefully that answered it. And let me know what you and your husband decide to do, you know, because you could always just open up a regular uh, brokerage account, taxable brokerage account too, and 
just wouldn't want you to like not invest extra money if you had it. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a comment on last week's episode where we talked about, you know, Tiffany brought up picking your brain and and asking potential mentors or people in your, you know, industry or in your in your field for advice and how that can really go awry and how, you know, Tiffany, not to put words in your mouth, but as I'm summarizing, but you want you kind of try to protect yourself from situations where, you know, people are picking your brain for the wrong reasons or they're doing it selfishly and then you're you're just not getting anything out of it, but yeah, you're pouring into it. Um so this reader or sorry, this listener said I totally agree with both Manny's and Tiffany's points of view. I hate this post about picking your brain because picking your brain in that phrase can be very off-putting. When Mm. I was in corporate America, there were two white women that helped me launch my project management career. I wish I had a black woman as a mentor, but I never worked in an organization with a lot of black representation in management or executive positions. The women that helped me didn't require an invoice. They just wanted to play the role as mentor and pay it forward. Mm -hmm. I implemented what they recommended because I didn't want to waste their time and understood that they were doing it for free. It just feels like all the quote internet unquote millionaires don't remember that it was likely someone giving up their time to help them. And to Mm -hmm. be honest... I often wonder how much value they are actually providing. Love you, ladies, and the podcast. No, oh, I and totally to be honest, agree. I often wonder how much value they are providing. There you go. No, no, yeah. I agree. And honestly, I it's unfortunate. I, I I think that obviously asking in the right way and then asking without expectation that someone has to do it. But I do believe in pouring into people. I've got uh, three active mentees like right now, and I don't expect anything other than that what I share, not that it has to be implemented to the T, but you're going to, you know, that you're, you're not just talking just to talk, you know, that you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Okay. Meaning like, I like to see growth basically. Now, even Mm -hmm. if it's not exactly like what I've said, you know, but I don't want to pour in and then you're like, yeah, actually, I changed my mind. I want to be a writer. And it's like, okay, well, here's some things you can do. Actually, I changed my mind. I, I want to scuba dive. And it's like, oh, okay. Because it's like, you know, typically, like, I, I don't spend less than an hour of time on the phone with my mentees at, you know, at a time, some of like when outside was open, one mentee in particular, we would always have lunch for a couple of hours. Um, I just shared with you my, you know, my mentee, the Hispanic young woman. Um, and then pouring into her, we spoke for an hour yesterday after everything had happened. So I believe, and and even the um, the Hispanic mentee, when she reached out to me, she asked me, "Can I you be my mentor?" And I said, "Honestly, I'm at capacity, but I always, almost always say we can have a call if I'm not super overwhelmed." And so we had a call, and I said, "I really liked her," and we clicked, and then we just started speaking like more regularly. And then she was like, "Hey, eh, I'm your mentee now." I'm like, "I guess you are." <laughs> <laughs> yes. So because it's a it's a friendship as much as it's a professional it relationship, you know. So mm-hmm. if you vibe and you enjoy talking to someone, yeah, I, I yes. just I just and know there are some people out there giving advice to people, and they're like, "Man, I really hate talking to this person." Then stop doing it, you know. Yes. Yes. No. No. I totally agree, and I think it's just unfortunate to, that she's right that a lot of people don't want to pour in, or is it? Like, because like, if you DM, IG DM someone and ask them, that's not the same thing as someone not wanting to pour in, you know, they might receive, I remember a woman like wrote me and I tried to answer my IG DMs. I actually had to turn them off because it got to be so overwhelming because I would get hundreds a day of asking questions. So I would, I usually set aside a couple hours a day to like go through and answer all these questions. And I guess I missed her question because she like wrote me back like a nasty, like, oh, I guess you don't answer. And I was like, what? I didn't even see, you know? And I said, oh, I apologize. I 
I don't always get to see all my questions. I get a few, you know, across all platforms, I get a few hundred a day. And she said something nasty back. And I'm like, sis. Yeah. You know, like, because then now I'm like, so what motivation is it for me to help you with this credit score now that you done barked on me, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I do believe that people should pour into people. But I also believe that you should ask without expectation because, one, you don't know, like, where that person is. You don't know what's happening. You don't know. Like, you know, they, be, they, they could be having a personal crisis. I remember a woman was mad at something that happened in a group and she had reached out to me. And at the time I just had fibroid surgery and it was like serious surgery. Like it was like, it's, it was like um, a cesarean. It had like cut me open. I was in the hospital for three days. And so she, I, I guess she must've written me the day before I went in or whatever. And you know, but I was in the hospital for three days. I was not on Facebook. So by the time I got back, she had this litany of like, you know, basically cussing me out. And I was like, oh, so just with my eyes, fighting for my life in the hospital. You never but, know what someone is going through, y'all. Yeah, just stop. Exactly. Just stop. Oh, my God. You never so know what's said, happening. Ask without expectation, but you should certainly ask. And no one, just because you're asking of some, they should not mistreat you. Now, yeah. it'd be one thing if you ask someone, they're like, girl, don't ask me that. Then that's nasty. But someone not responding could mean that they didn't see it. And someone responding in a nasty way is unacceptable. But someone doesn't have to say yes or even has to respond because, quite honestly, they may not have seen it. So, like, yeah, it's yeah, it's unfortunate that there are there are nastiness, this nastiness on both sides. But I honestly, more than most times, I find that people are pretty generous. You know, I Absolutely. I find that so so lean in and and don't be afraid to lean in horizontally. Someone who was at similar level than you, but might be killing it in one area that you want to learn about. Yeah, that's a good point. Your mm-hmm. colleagues so, or peers. Yeah. Exactly. Because there are definitely people who are like that. I'm like, oh, Mandy, wait, how do you do that? You know, because somebody else who, you know, is way further ahead might be super busy, but it's easier to reach out to people who are who are at similar levels, but they've they've really killed a section like, well, wow, your Instagram stories are amazing. Can I ask a question? I do that all the time and and I've always been met with um more more feedback than if I reach out to someone who was like way, way, way ahead of me because it's likely they may not have seen my message. Absolutely. Well, y'all can definitely send me your questions. I'm going to answer. I'm going to read them. If not me, then my cousin Anna. Mm-hmm. So we are here for all of your... I'm actually... I was just DMing someone. They start, they start typing back and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a th- <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. Um, people are always excited when they hear from us. I just, you know, I don't... Don't worry, Tiff. I don't pretend that I'm you. They know. Y'all know. <laughs> y'all know. All right. Well, thank y'all for the questions. Let's move on into Brown Boost, Brown Brick. Now it's time to boost the break or boost the break. Is you gonna boost? Is you gonna break? Meanwhile, I'm bopping like my shoulders now. Like, oh, we bopping? Please don't. Don't bop. <laughs> I can't help myself. Wiggle your toes or something. Or... <laughs> so, are you gonna boost or are you gonna date? Um, um, break, Mandra. I want to do a boost. I'm going to do a mini boost. And then I actually want to boost one of our listeners who sent a really sweet story about her financial win. Um, So I don't know. I kind of feel like we should do that. Y'all should send us your financial wins and then maybe we can boost you every once in a while. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So my original boost was going to be yesterday during the Globes, which I'm I guess I'm 85 years old. I still watch the Golden Globes because no one else did. Um, I just like to have it on the background, you know, and it was really awkward because everyone's on Zoom. But I I really wanted to see who was going to win Best Actor. And Chadwick Boseman won for his um, his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and his wife, you know, Chadwick passed 
last year, his wife um, accepted his award on his behalf. And what really made it touching beyond the fact that he won was a segment earlier in the show when they had some, I don't know, some TV host, I think it was like Entertainment Tonight, and they interviewed a bunch of little kids, like kids say the darndest thing. Let's see, you know, and they asked him a bunch of questions about pop culture, about the government, like, where's the White House? Um, all these funny questions. And of course, of course, none of the kids knew anything, like knew any of the right answers, <laughs> except all of those kids. And they were very diverse, black girls, black boys, white boys, white girls, like all different um, ethnicities. Every one of those kids knew when he said, who is Chad- Chadwick Boseman? They all knew Black Panther. Aww. And after you watch the whole, that really gave me chill. I'm getting chills now because mm. that just is just uh, it's just a reminder of how powerful that film was and what Chadwick meant to everybody for the culture, but not just for our culture, but for the whole, for everyone, for everyone. Um, so shout out to Chadwick, rest in peace. And <laughs> I can't believe he's gone. But um, <laughs> all right, that was my boost. And then I did say I was going to read this message we got from our listener on Instagram because I thought it was really sweet. Last week or the week before that, we were talking about merging your finances as a couple, maybe for a little bit, and about how sometimes when, you, when you're on the same page about your goals, you can achieve your goals faster as a couple. So this is our listener, Darlene, and she says this. Hey, Mandy and Tiff. I feel like Tiff is a friend, so I'm gonna, I can't even say her full name anymore. <laughs> I was listening to the recent podcast, and I wanted to give some insight about the listener who said they had $40,000 in debt. I was in a similar situation where I was almost $30,000 in debt between credit cards and personal loans, and it took a toll on my life in general. In October, after I had a big breakdown, my husband finally saw the toll it was taking on me and he decided to close out his bank account and merge with mine so we could start putting our money together. We made a few calls with a couple of my credit cards and asked for an extension. And in the meantime, we took our stimulus money along with almost $3,000 we had saved and started the snowball method. And just to back up what you said, the only regret I have was not putting our money together sooner. We've been able to get my debt down to $8,000. And while we still have a long way to go, we have made it far. And even our relationship has gotten better. Yay. We respect yay, we respect money much more now than ever before. So that was a message from Darlene. And Darlene, I'm snapping for you. Yes, I would snap for you, Darlene. Well, you know what? It's my left-handed snap. You got the <laughs> left hand. Wait, which arm is it, left or right? My right arm is finito. Right oh, now. left hand snap. Okay, <laughs> so gotcha. that's my left handed snap. It's not as strong, <laughs> but it's there for you, girl. No, honestly, that's awesome. Remember with like that thing that we like that, that there was something that um folks told me that was really powerful that Dr. Green had taught me that shame, you know, shield solutions and the only antidote mm. is is voice. And so you gave voice to it. You asked for help, your husband heard you, and now here you are. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Darlene. Yes. All right, Tiff. Well, my boosty boost is not a super, like, you know, in-depth boost, but sister may or may not have got a Peloton boink. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, who do you know? Because I got a cousin who works there, and even my ass couldn't get that bike sooner than six weeks. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because they sent some email that, they, you know, that they had, because they were they were having, obviously, you know, everybody's home quarantine pandemic. So they kept sending these updated emails saying, like, you know, we are, we're fixing, like, the way we, you know, we source, like, the bike materials and how we ship them and blah, blah, blah. Then I got a text maybe, like, a week ago that was like, hey, your bike actually is not due for a couple weeks, but... We could deliver it earlier if you'd like. And I was like, say less. 
<laughs> and so it came on Saturday. I'm so excited. The, the Peloton guys who dropped it off were so, 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 so nice. Of course, I'm pissed because I got my arm done on Wednesday. And my arm was like, oh, you think you're going to ride a bike? I, I tried yeah. to sit on it. And I was like, what if I could do no. it one-handed? My husband's mm. like, so you don't want teeth as well as an arm. Gotcha. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah. It doesn't matter. And because I got the shoes too small. So I actually got to get a larger, like maybe a half size larger because I wear Shoes, a nine. I, I'm two size larger than the shoe really? that I, I went through three, four pairs. Yes. Just get, just go a couple sizes up. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good to know. So yeah. I will, um, cause I got a nine. I was like, mm, I was so like, maybe I'll get a, a t- are you, what size are you Mandy normally? I got a nine and I actually, I think, which is a size 40. And then I had to yeah. get a size 42. I went through 41 mm. and then 42. But in your real um, life, you were a nine? Yes. Before oh, I had too. the baby. But okay. then, you know, babies make your feet bigger is what okay. I've realized. That's a neat little treat. Um, Sorry. Nice. Oh, <laughs> There's a bonus. I'll take your vagina and your, none of your shoes fit. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So maybe I'll try that because I was just so like, oh, no. So, I mean, not that I can ride it anytime soon, but, you know, everybody else in the house is excited. <laughs> so, well, listen, went- listen. You've got the Peloton um, app now. They have meditation. Mm-hmm. I did you see can that. do like a one-armed yoga. They might have that. Um, <laughs> like, the meditations are legit. Chelsea Jackson, what's her name? Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Ooh, her voice. And I don't know. When I meditate, I like to hear a black woman's voice. It's just so soothing. And it's mm. just, I feel like Chelsea is just here to lure me to sleep all the night. So I feel very like it's kind of she must feel so weirded out when people are like, yo, it's yours the last voice I hear before I go to sleep every night. But I love me and- some Chelsea. I'll say this, that like, um, so Logan, who is on my team, um, she sent me, I joined, I joined Black Peloton Riders, a co-ed one, and I just joined Black Girl Magic Peloton. Hey, ladies. Hey. I heard, so sidebar, they were chatting about this. Logan posted, like, she was like, oh, look, and she's like, they're talking about you. Because something you said, Mandy, about um, uh, them being really funny. And so, so she funny. had posted in our Giggles and Chatter channel where she's like, um, she said, was excited and tickled to hear um, my two favorite black finance um, girl podcasters mentioned our group. Yes, girl. We because Mandy, you're you're in um black girl uh, magic, right? Oh yeah, all the way in. I check it yeah. every day. That's like the only thing I check on Facebook. Is like, what are these girls? What are they saying? What <laughs> vibrator are they recommending <laughs> right know. now? No, because you really? you come for <laughs> Tiffany. Listen to me. <laughs> these women have no shame, and I love it. I can't wait. Oh, I can't everything. wait. Everything. There's no subject off off the table. Um, yes. No, it's wonderful. So, what's your LB, your leaderboard name? Girl, the budget needs to. I couldn't think of nothing else. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Well, y'all can follow me at Brown Ambition. You follow Tiffany at Budgetista. We should do a Brown Ambition ride. We should. Well, well, you know, when my arm is when my arm is together. But I just want to shout out to Nicola who who posted our our podcast and and said that it was on her fave. So hey, Nicola, and I also want to shout out to Rihanna Ray. Was listening to this podcast today and heard a shout out for um, BGM Facebook group. She said we're the funniest group, and I have to agree. And so um, yeah, that's honestly I'm. I honestly, I love what I call free black girls. When you said like, you know, that there's no subject off limits because I feel like so many times we're told like, oh, no, no, don't say that. Oh, no, 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 be, be mm. polite. Oh, no. You know, yeah. it's one of the reasons like when my niece, um, Amelia, comes over, she's a little bit of a Bogarty bully. I let it rock because I'm like, you know what? Everyone's going to tell Amelia, oh, no, no, too much. Oh, no, no, you can't have that. Amelia's like, it's mine. It all belongs to me. <laughs> and I kind of, you know, and I see that my sister leaves her to be a free 
black girl because, you know, we're always told to shrink or be more polite or be lighter or be whatever. And she's just free to just be Amy, Amy the bully. (laughs) No, she's not a bully. I just call her crazy baby Amy. A leader. (laughs) A leader. leader. There you go. She is a leader. And she leads all of us when she she comes over here. You, pick me up. You, phone. (laughs) I heard I that there were it. cookies here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, there are cookies here. So, um, yes, I'm just honestly excited to be a part of this like amazing community. I'm back on WW because sis gained 10 pounds in quarantine. And so I've lost five of them already, which I'm excited that's about. That's all? Okay. Well, <laughs> well here's the thing. I had already had, <laughs> already had 15 that I wanted to lose. So let's just say I was 25 up. So at mm. least now I'm I'm five down. I still got 20, 20 more pounds. I just want to lose enough weight to where my license is not a lie. That would be <laughs> the real goal. Like, when did oh, I, I ever that. weigh what I say I weigh on my license? <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's no, but, exciting. But take yes. your time. The Peloton ain't going anywhere. I but will. yes, heal up and, and rest up. Yes. Thank you guys for welcoming me into the community. Uh, it was lovely as per usual, Mandra. Per usual. All right, y'all. Stay tuned for some exciting, exciting new bells and whistles for a brown ambition. Just a little preview. You guys know we take we ask for your questions. We might be able to have you guys actually text or call us with your questions, which mm. I am really excited about. I'm learning some things, y'all. I have some new new fun toys with our new podcast network, Westwood One. Um, so check, uh, just look out for that. I'll give you guys an update hopefully by next week. Okay, sounds good. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.